Welcome to the IEEE Future Networks podcast series, Podcast with the Experts, an IEEE Future Directions digital studio production. In this episode, co-chairs Narendra Mangra and Rose Hu discuss the International Network Generations Roadmap, commonly referred to as the INGR. Narendra is a principal at GlobeNet LLC, and Rose is a professor of electrical and computer engineering and an associate dean for research with the College of Engineering at Utah State University. The INGR is stimulating an industry-wide dialogue to address the many facets and challenges of the development and deployment of 5G in a well-coordinated and comprehensive manner, while also looking beyond 5G. Rose and Narendra, thank you for taking some time to discuss the INGR with us today. Can you describe what IEEE Future Network seeks to provide with the International Networks Generations Roadmap? I think the purpose of the International Network Generation Roadmap, or RNGR, is to provide a good platform to, uh, for the general community, uh, the dialogue, technical dialogue, to address the many ideas and challenges of the development and the deployment of 5G and beyond in a coordinated and a comprehensive manner. Can you describe some of the challenges that the roadmap takes on? I, I think um, it's, it's interesting uh, it, for a roadmap to, to look at the different ways or, or paths forward. Um, not every uh, path will lead to a productive uh, solution, but we want to look at uh, some of the obstacles or problems along the way and what needs to be solved and, and uh, what the different uh, groups that are, that are looking at either solving problems or creating solutions or just looking at the overall vantage point for um, the different paths. Yeah, I think to add what Narendra just said, I think uh, the challenges itself actually come from uh, for the roadmap to quickly identify new technologies and its migrations and technological expertise to do that. And also because the roadmap, the scope of the roadmap itself is quite large. It covers the system side, hardware and applications, technology from interface all the way to the network. So I think how to group people together to work in the uh, comprehensive and uh, coordinated manner, I think itself is very challenging, but also very uh, rewarding. Great. Now, who is contributing to the INGR? I think it's generally it is a, um, a community effort. So the, all the uh, technical community people from industry, government, and academia, uh, should be able to identify areas and to work together and get uh, all the benefits from that. Yeah, and uh, also um, I would say that um, the, the industry, government, and academia would they would have different focuses, obviously, whether it be research and development or policies or creating solutions. But we also have about 15 working groups, um, that, of which six of them are, are new that will be working in the second edition as well, uh, that will have quite a diversity of uh, different perspectives and provide a lot of benefits to the, to the overall communities. So the INGR has 15 working groups covering a very broad range of technology and business and social issues. What can telecom industry manufacturers learn from this first edition? The, uh, the first edition actually uh, lays the 
structure and foundation for subsequent editions. So a lot of the work for the first edition actually was to build the, the frameworks and, and the pattern of how we're going to move forward um, for for uh, the, a lot of the working groups that um, that at least has been started with the first edition. Then we'll continue on with the second edition. New working groups, I suspect, will be doing a lot of the foundation building uh, in the second edition. But um, that should help shape uh, a lot of the different areas for um, for development to move forward. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to add what has been said, I think because we have uh, 15 working groups covering a very broad range of technology business and the social issues, I think, you know, from telecom manufacturers or in general from the uh, telecom ecosystem perspective, uh, different stakeholders should be able to identify and shape the, you know, development of key areas of interest and also get, you know, key inputs or outputs from what has been provided from this first edition to uh, either pr uh, provide the guidelines or advice in each specific area from the whole ecosystem perspective. I think that actually is very important because the whole system design from the future 5G and the 6G beyond is really uh, the, the efforts all together from the ecosystem perspective. And what should, for example, an enterprise pay attention to? I think from enterprise perspective, areas beyond the immediate sphere of the current focus, uh, for example, 5G can be viewed as a network of networks and can drive evolutions in various ecosystems that result in uh, shifting industry structures and also adjacent industry boundaries. So that actually uh, is a very important perspective for enterprise to pay attention to. Yeah, and to add to uh, Rose's description, I mean, uh, yes, for sure, um, that, that is a very important area uh, for shifting boundaries um, to see where a particular company or, in, or firm may fall in. But also 5G moves uh, beyond, well beyond uh, just uh, another uh, extension from 4G with, uh, with high-speed communication. There are a whole lot of different types of uh, communications capabilities related to ultra-reliable, low-latency communications and uh, Internet of Things as well that we need to factor in. What would you like government representatives and regulators to learn from this roadmap? I think it's, uh, this is, uh, is important for government representatives and regulators to, um, to look at the, see what policies they can, they can uh, promote that would help uh, implement some of the technologies that would provide benefits to, to society. And there are certain, uh, certain uh, issues that should be sorted out sooner rather than later, especially as it relates to data security, privacy, and ethics. Yeah, and also I think, you know, through this roadmap, I wish we can get more uh, active engagement from uh, government representatives and the regulators, because the future 5G and 6G definitely a key issue of that, for example, is um, uh, spectrum. And everybody is talking about spectrum 5G and 6G. That actually itself, the research, development, and the deployment, that actually uh, both sides, actually, from roadmap perspective, we can provide input, and from government representative and regulators, they can provide lots of advice and guidelines as well. With everything in telecoms network generations constantly evolving, how will the INGR effort address the constant change? We actually consider this constant evolving nature of uh, telecommunication networks uh, from generation to generation. We, we actually have thought of uh, defining roadmaps in both short-term and long-term perspective to address those different changes, such as five-year, uh, three-year, five-year, or 10-year scope. 
so that we can provide a coordinated and a structured approach to new technologies and enablers for the advanced of society. To add to Rose's comments, uh, actually, uh, it, it's important to see where these different uh, technologies would, would lead towards. So we want to see, I guess, give the, the full outlook to see where uh, it can possibly uh, lead towards. But uh, part of this uh, effort is also to uh, to really look at this in more of a structured approach so we don't stumble along. Um, and we're, we're not saying that we can see the future to know where all things will lead, but we want to, to address this in a more coordinated approach um, as these different uh, technologies evolve to see where it will go and to be a, a, a guiding light for industries as well. The INGR is a very large effort with a lot of people involved. What's needed for it to be successful for the publics you want it to serve? At a minimum, uh, we want to be able to have uh, enough foresight to identify and prioritize the different areas of interest. So, so, so we welcome feedback from, from uh, industry, government, and, and academia as well. Um, and, uh, of course, we are always looking for volunteers for the 15 working groups we have. Yeah, I think just to add what Marina said, uh, yeah, we actually actively uh, try to engage volunteers from different disciplines and different segments, industry, government, academia, uh, to uh, get involved in both technical ways that also help us to uh, distill a broad and a diverse perspectives and the development into the general public. I think that actually is very important to help the success of this uh, INGR effort. And where can people go to learn more? I think we have uh, various ways actually to promote or disseminate uh, what we are doing. So I think a good way for people to learn uh, more is uh, through our, our HPOE Future Network International Network Generation Roadmap webpage. So this webpage you can actually uh, found uh, can be found online. And also we have uh, like white paper and also different working group uh, deliveries. So all those actually provide a very good uh, technical content and also progress on what we are doing to the general public. So uh, in addition to Rose's comments, um, they can go to uh, futurenetworks.ieee.org slash roadmap. And uh, we will be having periodic uh, working uh, group meetings um, uh, throughout the year. And they can find out more information on the progress of the, uh, the, the chapters. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a very good point. I have, like, something uh, actually uh, try to promote here as well because associated with HPOE uh, Network Initiative uh, and this roadmap, we have uh, different workshops and conferences such as 5G Summit and 5G Forum and some other related workshops. So we actually all welcome people to attend, and we can learn tremendously uh, the state of art of this uh, roadmap effort there. So we've covered a lot in this podcast, but is there anything else that you would like people to know? We are just uh, uh, gearing up for the second edition of the uh, INGR, and uh, volunteers are welcome to, to reach out to the working groups at this point, uh, so uh, they can help steer as far as where the content and what are the main areas that we should be focusing on, and to provide uh, feedback as well to, as we move forward. Yeah, and uh, I don't have much to add. Just one thing I want to emphasize, because this is an effort that actually from uh, the different experts from industry, government, and academia, 
and also experts open to public. So we do welcome and highly encourage volunteers to participate and uh, to be part of this great effort. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IEEE Future Networks podcast with the experts. Discover more about the IEEE Future Networks initiative and inquire about participating in this effort by visiting our web portal at futurenetworks.ieee.org.